this and this and I don't care. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, I think in general when you're when you're overseas or you're vacationing or something, the like the purse strings let naturally loosen up. Yeah. Because you're like, sense. well, of course I'm just gonna get the thing. Like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Like and I mean that's what the entire tourism industry is based around, right? That's why that's why you go into a gift shop and there's like a little dollar store trinket that you have to pay $25 for. Cause they're like, it, it doesn't matter. It's like you're on vacation. It's like, I want to get the thing I want to, I want, I don't, I'm not looking at price tags. I don't care. Right. Yeah. And, and the, the have to buy part is the truth. Yep. <laughs> yep. They know. <laughs> there is, there's a, they, they know you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole pricing structure is based around like, knowing that you're not as frugal with your money when you're, when you're out on vacation, yeah. you're like in spend mode. <laughs> yeah. What's what's I'll buy this, this, this uh 25 cent trinket for, for 10 bucks for sure. Dude, it's got I the have name of the place. <laughs> I paid like $15 when I was in Chicago for the first time back in like 2009. Yeah. Uh, I went to Harry Carey Steakhouse. Harry Carey, if you're not familiar, was a baseball broadcaster who uh, worked Cubs games for like 50 years or something like that. Uh, okay. Um, probably best known for uh, Will Ferrell doing the uh, doing the impression of him on Saturday Night Live, where he's uh, where he's doing like the space show. Oh, and every yeah. once in a once, uh, I, I think the the it's, it's the one where he's like. Hey, if the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? <laughs> that whole bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's who he's uh, that's who he's doing. Anyway, he's got a steakhouse in Chicago. We went there. It was at the time the most expensive meal that I'd ever had. Um still pretty close actually. <laughs> but at the end of it all, I paid like 15 or 20 bucks for a baseball with a map of Chicago on it. Yeah, which I go. never, which I never opened and is still sitting in a closet somewhere in a tub. Not even like, it's not even on a shelf. It's just sitting. It's just sitting in the original thing that I bought it in the little plastic container. Yeah. That's what you do with collectibles. That's what you do. You just, you just stash them. It's, yeah. So it's like the whole tourism travel industry is based around like, Oh, you are totally going to pay stupid money for this thing that you don't want. Because you're traveling and you want a memento, you want a memento to, to commemorate the occasion. So you're going to spend money. Yep. Yep. They know. They got us. Hey, you know, you know what we didn't talk about at all? I mean, it's been a, a couple weeks. Things. So but, lots of things. But specifically, we, we were talking about Nintendo and things. Um, yes. And we. I don't wait. Did we talk now? I don't know if we talked about it. So we talked about it a little bit, but we kind of we kind of glossed over it. And then we talked about how we didn't cover all of the stuff that was in the Nintendo reveals and stuff, because we mostly yeah. talked about Yakuza and that we would then talk about like breaking headlines like three weeks after it was relevant. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's just how I mean, this is a, it's a retro podcast. So we're also retro news podcast. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Dude, dude, were, were you excited for Goldeneye? I mean, I think it's cool. That's I don't think I don't I'm going to actually like, play it. No, no, I don't. I, that's it's so <laughs> it's very cool that they're doing it. The fact I'm that they're like, adding like native online 
yeah, play support so cool. is really that's neat. That's fucking awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm like in some weird new phase of life where I get excited for stuff and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to play it. I don't care. But I'm still excited about it being announced. <laughs> like, like I saw the director's like, oh, that's so rad. We, hey, we were right. Look, 1080 snowboarding is going to be on there in the next, yep. you know, year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and some other, uh, like the Mario, the Mario Party ones were the funniest because it's like Mario Party, Mario Party Two, yeah, <laughs> Mario Party Three. <laughs> yeah, it's like just you don't have to announce them all separately. Like we know <laughs> that killed me, but but I was I, hyped I, for... <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, that also makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, yep, sure, all of them. Why not? The weirdest ones, I mean, we knew they were coming, but I thought, okay, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, who the hell wants to play those without the ability to plug in Pokemon Red, Blue, or Yellow? Or I suppose Green, And if you're from that country. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Green. Yeah, I don't know. Like, certainly the, the transfer pack functionality was what made those games cool. Yeah, it literally came with it. But, I mean, I don't know, there's a whole, like, there's a whole, like, story mode and stuff in it that, and the minigames and stuff. Okay, 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 okay. The minigames, the fair. Like, there is, there is stuff to, to me, the actual, like, the actual stadium aspect of the game where you're just doing, like, PvP Pokemon battles is, like, the least interesting part of that game. Now, of course, that's me. Well, I would... I don't disagree with that, but I think the most interesting part was the ability to play your Pokemon games on the 64. Yes. Like, at triple speed with Doug Trio. It had freaking, it had freaking you know, speed up the game, because we're like, yeah, we know this stuff's slow. Oh, you're literally talking about the, uh, you're talking just about, like, the sort of Super Game Boy functionality. Yeah. Of, like, just pop in your game and play it on your screen. Well, that plus, I mean, obviously the ability to play with the Pokemon that you then played within the game on the... Yeah. Uh, like yeah, the, the, the transferred the... over Pokemon is, I think, the is the big draw to me. Um, yeah. Which, you know, you're not going to get either of those, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, it would be nice if they were able to incorporate that. You, there's no way that they will be able to do that. But I think that with the game just sitting around, there's enough there... For them to, there's enough there just in the mini games and and some of the, uh, you know, sort of adventure single player content to still make it worth putting up there. Um, yeah, it's well, I I think it's the reason I thought it was weird is because you know there's been all those rumblings about for two or so years now about the Game Boy Advance and Game Boy stuff being added to to the yeah. Switch. Yeah, and so it's like oh maybe they're going to reveal the Game Boy stuff and then they'll release uh, Red and Blue alongside Pokemon Stadium, which I suppose theoretically could happen at some point in the future, but it seems unlikely you do it this way. Yeah. Um, so I maybe, I guess you wouldn't need both. Like, put Blast Core on there instead of... Uh, or, or, wait, was Pilot Wings announced? I don't remember now. Pilot Wings was announced. Okay, Pilot Wings, that's good. Um, which is actually hilarious because I had a, I had a conversation in, my, uh, in one of my streams recently... Oh, yeah. About uh, whether Pilot Pilot Wing sixty four would be coming out on the service, and um, one person had a very good argument, which was that like Pilot Wing sixty four is unlike would like has not ever been re released and is unlikely to ever be re released because there is a mission that prominently features flying your planes around the World Trade Centers. Oh 
Oh, I totally forgot about that. So they're like, yeah, they're probably going to not do that. I, I wonder what they'll do. I also wonder what they okay. will do. I got to say, I got to say, Nintendo didn't release a complete fantasy war game um, be because, or they yeah. delayed it. Advance Wars is still not out. Right. And so if, if they delayed that game because of the, the war stuff happening on the planet at the moment, but then, but then they keep the, the, the plane circling around the World Trade Center, that's that's a question mark for me, like, because I feel like it's honestly if if I, I think that they should just leave the the planes in there because it's not like you know it's just a game from the past like it shouldn't be a I don't think that it's yeah it, I mean it predates that event by like five or six years yeah right like we're not gonna just they're not gonna go you know digitally change a bunch of movies that had the trade centers in them or something right. like that. no I mean though they existed right so I think that. It doesn't. I don't think it needs to be something that's that's censored. I just think it would be funny if Nintendo <laughs> doesn't censor that, but they're like, no, we better not release Advance Wars because people might be upset about it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely inconsistent. But you know, Call of Duty's being released. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Advance Wars thing is really strange because obviously, like, the war in Ukraine is ongoing, and that's ostensibly the primary reason for them delaying the uh, for them delaying the release. Um, yeah, unless it's something that we don't know. And like, yeah, a unless it's an internal thing. But that's what I was going to say is like, ostensibly, the game appears to be done mm -hmm. and just sitting on the shelf waiting for it to drop at some point and has been since like April. It could also be honestly, I, I don't know what it is because it might be it might be something like they need. They want certain games to be released because my understanding was that the Fire Emblem game that they announced Fire Emblem uh, was it Engage? Yes, engaged. That someone had that information that it was all done like nine or something, nine or ten months ago. Like the game was, the people that hacked or leaked into it or had sure, information, yeah. whatever it was, they said that the game was basically complete, even at that point, And they yeah. were just waiting to announce it. So there could be like, well, you know, maybe Advance Wars will be better next year because we don't have stuff from here to here or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it sort of makes sense. It's... It's, there's a whole science to, like, timing out your releases. Yeah. You know, it's, it is, it's something that you've seen a lot of games suffer when it doesn't happen. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most famous examples is Titanfall 2. Oh, sure. Which is a fantastic game that was a commercial flop because EA decided to drop it in the same week that it dropped their new Battlefield game. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's like... Granted, those are not the same, those are not exactly the same game, but they covet they basically- They the same market. Yeah, they, they covet the same audience. Yeah. So you are flooding the market with like two of the same thing and splitting your profits and Titanfall gets buried because it's not as big of a property. Yeah. So, I mean, Nintendo spacing out its releases so that it has, you know, it has stuff ready to go when it needs to be ready to go- Makes a lot of sense. I don't know if that's necessarily what happened with Advance Wars. I don't know if it's the war thing. I don't know if they're saying it's the war thing. And it's actually just that the game wasn't done. And they <laughs> yeah. needed, and they wanted more time to work on it. Yeah. But yeah, I it's... assume it is sitting code complete in a, uh, you know, in a database somewhere. Just waiting to be manufactured and sent out to store shelves whenever the time is right. Yeah, they probably just need to... Uh... They probably just, you know, need to press the button 
yeah, to, basically. To, to open it up. <laughs> I would assume so. And it's weird too because there are a lot. If even if if it's a timing thing, it does seem strange thinking about it because next year there's so many games already announced for mm -hmm. the first six months. Yep. Or at least they're big games. I mean, because you have Fire Emblem right in January. Then, yep. actually, I don't remember what's Nintendo. There's games that I want to play that are being. Re oh, there's the new the Kirby re-release. Yep. Um, I can't think of what other big Nintendo titles there were. There's things I want to play like Theat Rhythm or Theater Rhythm, however you like mm -hmm. to say it. If whatever, I don't know. Um, I've always um, I've always read it as like Theat Rhythm. Yeah, because well, I heard someone say Theater Rhythm. I was like, well, that doesn't seem right because the R is being used twice. Like, yeah, but uh, I don't but, know. You know, you can do it. Portmanteaus are weird. <laughs> okay, I'll I will be the first to admit that was the game I was most excited about that was announced. Because Listen, I played that game so much on my 3ds. So the only game, so the when when my 3ds was was swiped, the thing that made me the saddest was I lost that. Like, mm -hmm. not the fact that I lost the Majora's Mask, uh, 3ds. You know. That's worth a bunch of money. I was way sadder that I lost my save data for uh, <laughs> that <Rhythm>. game. <laughs> yeah. I love that game. I'm so hyped to buy it. I don't know if I want to spend $100 to buy all of the songs and stuff. Yeah, but. I think the, like, the, the gameplay doesn't look like that much fun as uh, rhythm games go. I mean, it looks passable. It reminds me, it's not the same but it reminds me of the uh, Persona dancing games where you know, it's like, yeah, this system is, it makes sense. It's all there, but it doesn't shoot. look like it's really special. Yeah, I no, think you, what's special about it is that like, that's a hell of a track list. I, you know, I, I didn't even think about the fact that I, I was playing it with the stylus and now I won't be until just now. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that either. Oh, oh Shit. boy. This oh, is I'm a, a lot less excited. This is a, <laughs> this is a great opportunity. Crap. To transition into okay, have you have you seen Trombone Champ? I sure have. That's, that game blows. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, as a former uh, middle school trombonist myself, I will not oh, really? use I will not use the er suffix. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, that sounds weird. In reference to trombone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no trombonering. <laughs> yep. We're not we're not using the hard ER here. Also weird. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yeah, that doesn't really um I'm not really super connected to like I played it for like a couple of years. Sure. I I'm, it's not like a huge part of my identity, but it is still something where I'm like I mean like, a couple years is a long time. I mean 7th and 8th grade basically. Yeah. Actually, then longer than that cuz I started in 5th actually. So yeah, like four years, actually. That's a really long time to play an instrument, even if you don't play it anymore. Especially like a decent chunk of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, you know, it's... I'm, I'm, I'm close to it, and I am amused that basically every mainstream representation of a trombone is purely humorous. <laughs> and, um, boy, I am a big fan of, like poorly played out of tune music because it makes me laugh well this this must be right up your alley it is so uh, i haven't bought it or played it yet but i cannot stop watching videos of it because like i don't want anyone to be good at that game don't be don't be good at it don't play it well that's no fun 
<laughs> well, especially I want the... I want you to I want all of the I want the rhythms to be off. I want the notes to all be like f- <laughs> like sharp or flat. I want you to miss the slides. I want it to sound like garbage. It's such a it's a, the 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 track lists are hard. Yes. Like, they're crazy. Some of them are ridiculously fast. Yeah, and it feels I mean. as though it is um it, it feels as though it is made specifically for you to screw up so that it is funny. Yeah, I'm, I it has to be, right? Like I mean the whole game no is very the whole game is tongue in cheek. I I've I've watched a couple uh I watched a couple of people playing and like the little the little like fun facts that come up while it's loading a track. Yeah. That are just straight fiction. <laughs> like what? It's like it takes it takes a you know a hundred artisans, a thousand hours, and thousands of pounds of brass to to, to create a one, single trombone. To make one trombone. <laughs> or like if you stacked all the trombones on Earth back to back, it would circle the solar system six times. <laughs> That's fact. Yeah, facts. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> there are more trombones on Earth than humans. Definitely true. Yeah, just straight <laughs> facts. <laughs> so, like, the whole thing is obviously just, like, dumb tongue-in-cheek nonsense. Yeah. So it's quite clear that all of the uh, all of the fun of the game is like just getting in there and and I read an article about this recently where it's like the design actually coalesces around this idea of of humorously screwing up really well. Yeah. Because most rhythm games are actually kind of about the track list. Yeah. And in many cases it's about like here are some tracks that you know and here is some like new pop music stuff or here's like an artist that we want to push or here's, you know, yeah, here's songs we own already. Right. <laughs> and in this case, it's basically all just public domain stuff. Yeah, that's what I saw is that it's yeah, exact, exactly. It's like songs, you know, from a thousand years ago. <laughs> so it's all just public domain stuff, but they're all songs that people know really well. Like, you mm-hmm. know how all of these things go because they're just super, super common. And so, therefore, you don't have to learn anything about how the song goes. So, therefore, screwing up the melody and have, like, you're playing, like, Auld Lang Syne, the, the New Year song. Yeah. And it's just, like, and all you hear is, like, And it's hilarious because you know how it's supposed to go and you know how ridiculous it is the way that you're playing it. <laughs> I love that that game's getting traction because it's hilarious. Also, um, if you like content like that, I highly recommend the Shitty Flute YouTube channel, in which oh. they do uh, in which they do flute covers of popular music that are basically just like all out of tune and flat and and. Oh, like so that wrong. essentially. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'll have to check that out. I've never I've not heard of that before. I had for a while a couple of uh, a couple of clips of initial D music. Oh my god. Shitty fluted. Oh wow. That I need to see. I love me some uh you know Night of Fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. 
Trombone yeah. Champ looks fun. That looks cool. Um, that's not a part of the Nintendo announcement. That's a totally independent thing. But yeah, I needed but to bring it up because we were talking about uh, we were we were talking about um, theater rhythm. The, the, the Final Fantasy one. Yeah. <laughs> And and so I, I lied. I will if I do buy the game. I gotta say I'm a little bummed because I realized how much I liked playing it with the stylus. Um, I suppose you can probably still tap the screen, but that always seems awkward when there's not the two screen aspect. But uh, but if if I do buy it, the game or the the DLC that I would purchase without a doubt is the Chrono Cross music. I'm, mm. I'm such a sucker for Chrono Cross. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't hear a lot of people say whether they. Um whether they liked the remastered music. I thought it was really cool that they got an original, um, they got an actual original Celtic music group to record a lot of that music, but I don't know if people said they actually liked it. Because I know I thought, a lot of it's really different. So in the game, it's it's not in the actual game. Um, it's in, like, the the menu. Like, you can listen to it outside of it. You oh, can really? Play, you can just play the game with the with the classic, like, the normal music. Oh, um, I didn't realize that. Or at least I'm pretty positive because I, I mean, I played the, the, the remake when it came out in April um, and I don't remember. I remember listening to the music at the beginning. I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. But I still like the original stuff better. But that's just because I have such a strong feeling about it because I love the music so much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's cool. I don't yeah. care as long as the, the the fact that the I mean a lot of people were upset about that remake for other reasons because like there was slowdowns and other weird stuff that people yeah were yeah mad about I don't know I didn't care I just wanted to play Chrono Cross again I wanted an excuse to play it again because it's not like I couldn't just you know load it up <laughs> and true play true it whenever I want but now it's like oh I have a reason to play it again which I don't know why we 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 tend to like that as as people sometimes. Like, oh, I, I can't just play this thing I want to play. I need, I need a, there has to be a purpose behind why I'm playing it. Yeah, the whole, I mean, <laughs> game companies have caught on to that. And that's why remakes and remasters are getting so much, uh, are getting so much play now. It's like, people still like these games. If we just throw a fresh coat of paint on it and re-release it, people will just buy it again. Yeah, yeah. And people who missed it when it came out 10 years ago, but heard about it now. later and then didn't have a way to play it, will now have a way to play it. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. I, I actually think that that's a... I, I think that's a reasonable endeavor. I don't necessarily always like that the... Uh, when the remasters of games that are essentially already made, um, when they come out and are like the same price as they were initially or even more expensive in the case of uh well this isn't really a remaster but the the, the $70 version of Skyrim I think is on Switch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's just the same game again. That's not even like it's they didn't the even really game, do anything runs poorly to it cuz the Switch can't handle the new stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I mean like it's one thing if you're doing if you're giving it like the uh like the Kiwami treatment, right? Yeah. Where it's like you're taking the plot of the original game, but kind of remaking all of it in a new engine. Well, That's you know, a true remake, or like FF7 remake. Like, those mm -hmm. are true remakes. It's a brand new game. You're just using, like, the setting and story and characters from the original as a template. But you're building entirely new stuff around that. Yeah. That's fine. Charge whatever you want for that. 
But when it's like a, you know, when it's a true remaster where it's like, yeah, we up the textures and added two quality of life improvements in the form of a map. Yeah, or it's like Chrono Cross, it was like, oh, we, we made it so you can do the fast forward and the rewind stuff from the beginning. Right, And yeah. like you can be invincible and everything. And it's like, okay, but it's the same game. It's it's pretty much the same. Okay, you can you can charge $30 for that. Hell, they only charged 20 for Chrono Cross. Was it really that cheap? Yeah. That was totally, super, re- you know like what? super Great. reasonable coming from Square. Perfect. Great. I didn't actually buy it because I've actually played Chrono Cross some... Okay, it wasn't that reason, actually. I was going to say somewhat recently, and then I realized that it was when I lived in Michigan, so it was like 10 years ago. <laughs> so it's not that recently. <laughs> I remember because I, I had Jesse play it because I had like, you know, as we've... The current thing with Jesse is Dark Souls, but like I've slowly been introducing her to like, hey, let's play an RPG you haven't played before or let's yeah. play a let's play a game from my childhood that I really liked. And I'm going to show you why I think it's cool while you play it. Yeah, I, Leticia, I had Leticia play Final Fantasy seven. We played Chrono Trigger and Chrono mm-hmm. Cross. Um, so I, I had played Chrono Cross recently also. I just yeah, I'm, I'm such a sucker for it. I can't help it. <laughs> But that was like, that was a long time ago. Like, I started with Chrono Trigger. We did Super Mario RPG. We did Chrono Cross. We haven't done Mario RPG yet. That's one I've been meaning to, to have us play. I thought maybe it would go on to Switch Online or something. Um, yeah, it seems like it should. But, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like Kingdom Hearts, right? You've got you've got two different companies that are very protective about their rights that both, ha- that both have to sign off on it. Yeah, it's it's... At this point, I'm going to guess it isn't going to happen or it's going to be one of those. We don't we we you know how they like dropped Earthbound randomly later. Sure. And it was yeah. just like a big reveal. And so maybe, maybe we'll get that as like, a, oh, my God, we're going to finally release Mario RPG or something. I don't yeah, know. I mean, they could do it. They just it's there's going to be money that has to exchange hands there, you know, whereas like with Earthbound, that was a Nintendo game developed by Nintendo for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. So they had all of the control over that. Yeah. I don't think they had to ask uh, Shigesato Itoi if they were allowed to re-release it. Yeah, that's a weird one because it seems like a no-brainer. I know. That's why everyone was calling for it. It's like, it's just sitting there. Why won't you let us play it? So that's that's one that there has to be something we don't understand exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure what we don't understand is money, but I just mean there has to be... A reason why they haven't decided to drop that. or Even within the money argument, it's like Earthbound is currently making you zero (laughs) dollars. Like you don't have it for sale anywhere. Uh, The the Wii U, I think you can buy it, right? I think it's still on the eShop technically. Didn't they shut down the eShop or the, Mm, the Wii U shop? Yeah, so it's open for another until March and you can't add, you can't like add money on the Wii U, but if you have a switch, you can add money that way. And then it's on your account. So you can still technically buy stuff on the, the Wii U and the 3DS. You just can't add money. If those are the only consoles you own. Cause Nintendo, I guess I'm not. Sure. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Fine, fine, fine. Earthbound <laughs> is not currently commercially available. <laughs> fine. Because literally, why would you go through <laughs> that much trouble when pirating it is way easier and way cheaper? 
I mean, like, this is, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, you should never play, you should never pay for video games because piracy exists. I, like, <laughs> I'll do it when it makes sense, but, like, I think that in situations where a game, a, a company just will not allow you or will not make it a reasonable transaction for you to give them money for a video game, then, like, they're basically telling you, like, we're making it so that, you know, illegally is the only way that you're able to obtain this. So do what mm. you got to do, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Nintendo's just so ripe for the picking because they're like, you know what? We don't even want our music on YouTube. And there's a part of me that's just mm -hmm. like, screw you guys. Yeah. I, 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 I love Nintendo. But man, man, you guys suck. <laughs> like... I, I don't understand your problem when it comes to a lot of that stuff. I I think that, like, it's it's kind of the same thing that we discussed a while ago with Judgment and the uh, the talent the agency path. not wanting um, uh, Takuya Kimura's um, likeness to be on PC. So they wouldn't yeah. let the game release on PC. Which, by the way, Judgment and Lost Judgment now out on PC. Oh my so God. they figured that out. Um, yeah, turns out it's, it's money is good. Turns out money's better than, like, antiquated ideas from the 80s. That that were already taking place anyway. <laughs> yes. I I feel like that has to have been part of the conversation, is, like, you are saying no to money out of fear of something that you can't stop and is already happening. Yeah, and the, the meeting was, like, you, you know there was, like, some old-time people that were saying all this stuff, and then some new guy was like, check it out, here's his dong. <laughs> yeah. Look, and they're like, oh, look at all of the things that you didn't stop by saying no to a stack of cash. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's still here. <laughs> and it's still here. Just you've you've changed nothing. <laughs> the stack of cash is still on the table and will still change nothing. Would you like the stack of cash? Yes, like, we would oh, like the stack of cash. Yeah, yeah, money, of course. We always wanted this. <laughs> so I feel like it's the same basic thing. Yeah. Where it's like you have a bunch of old guys who have been around since the 80s who are making decisions based on the way that they think things ought to go and are not keeping up with the times. And But it's, 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 what's crazy, though, is they don't even offer like, hey, here's our crappy overpriced streaming service where we have all of our music. Right. Like, no, I know. it wouldn't even cost them anything. It's honestly it's like free. they're kind of doing they're kind of doing the Disney Vault thing. They're create they have all this yeah, stuff that they know they, that they know is basically timeless. And so they're going to create artificial scarcity by making it unavailable for a time so that when they make it available again, there will be a huge rush of people to run out and buy it for the eighth time. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's it, it works very well for, for Disney. It does. And it works really well for a lot of companies that are able to do it. You know what doesn't work well? What's that? Google Stadia. Oh, man, I don't know why. It's such a good idea. It's it's I, I love it so much. Did you hear? I did. Yeah, it is okay. done. It it's is done. done. It's officially done. Huh? I, um, I just want to say right now, if someone listening to this spent money on Google Stadia. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Ooh, sorry. Well, did you hear the whole story? <laughs> no, no, please, please. They are refunding 
all purchases Holy made on shit. Google Stadia. Holy shit, I actually didn't hear that. They are refunding all purchases made on Google Stadia over the lifetime of the service. Dude. So they're refunding like like maybe $60,000 or something. Yeah, that's the joke I made too. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's a really that's a really good step for them." But at the same time, I can't imagine how difficult it is for them to refund like 47 purchases. <laughs> They, they looked at they they looked at how much money had been made. And they're like, hmm, we'll definitely just take the good press on this. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, it's it was important that they do because, because from it the was a very disaster from the very outset of the announcement of the service before the service even launched from day one, they were like, okay, so. All of the game, people have to purchase the games at full price. And all of the games that people buy will remain like server side with Google. And so they can only access them if they're connected to the Google Stadia servers. So therefore, um, what happens if the whole thing goes under? It won't. Yeah, that was the response. It's like, don't worry about it. This is the future. That won't happen. How would that? It's like, yeah, but what happens if it happens, though? Yeah, and well, and that was a question that everyone had, and the answer is, we'll just give your money back, (laughs) which is a better answer than anyone was expecting, honestly. (laughs) Oh man, but it also is hilarious because what that means, like, that's yes, that's a good PR decision. But it's also a monetary decision. And what it means is that it was cheaper for them to literally pay back every person who has ever bought a video game through their service. Yeah. Than it was to continue running their servers. Yeah. Which I think says more about how few people actually bought games than how expensive it is to run their servers. Well, it's, it's running server. It's not just the server cost. I'm sure there's like licensing stuff. Like you can have sure, this, yeah, right, right. So it's 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 more than just like the electricity going to their server farm. Yeah, of um, course. But but yes, still, it's it still was a better deal to do that. <laughs> now, important in all of this is they are refunding game purchases, not get, like, subscription not fees, not the not oh, the yeah. actual Stadia fees. I mean, that makes sense. That'd be silly if you got those back, right? Right, like, right. Because the whole issue is like, well, we bought these games. We should have, you know, we should be able to have these games because we bought them. So, therefore, if your service, if you decide to shut down your service, what happens to our access to these games? And the answer is you lose them, like everyone knew the answer would be. Yeah, but at I mean, least they're being they refunded. That? Hilariously enough, immediately <laughs> after... Um, Immediately after announcing that, they shut down the store. So you can no longer buy games on Stadia, which is smart because otherwise you could go buy a bunch of games and play them right now for essentially free on like a short term loan, knowing that those purchases would be paid back in uh, in January or whenever they're shutting down. Yeah, well, it'd be like having a, the Game Pass stuff, except... Um... I mean, it would, it would affect which is hilarious because that's what everyone actually wanted Stadia to be in the first place. Yeah, I think Game Pass would have been great because that's a good idea. I yep. actually I like the Sony version, although it's it's weaker than the 
the Microsoft version, but th I also enjoy playing, you know, old games. Sure. Uh, so I had fun playing some um, Ape Escape. I haven't finished it yet, but I had fun playing some Ape Escape on the PS4 and like like going back and opening up Siphon Filter and stuff like that. Like, oh that's yeah, cool. yeah. Um, I, I I at first I was against the idea. Well, against is too strong of a word. First, I didn't see the value. You were skeptical. Yeah, I just didn't see the value for myself, right? Because mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't care. But ha after having it, be like, oh, cool. This game just came out. Like, Leticia played, uh, she started playing uh, uh, Chicory. The, the oh, yeah, game. yeah. The, co the coloring book the, game. Yeah, because that's on the, uh, that was on the service, like the PS Plus service this month. So that Oh, was... I love that game. I'm glad yeah, she's it's... playing it. I, I was watching her play. It looks really cool. It seems yeah. kind of, it has a bit of that. Uh, I don't know if this is actually accurate, but it feels like it has a bit of that Undertale vibe in mm -hmm. the sense that it's kind of cute and sweet, and then all of a sudden, whoa, that's a little spooky. Like, something weird kind of happens, and then you, yep. like, you fight bosses and stuff. I don't know. Um, yeah, but it, it also, like, it does have that. It's kind of the, like, you know, the sort of dark twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also, um, well, I shouldn't say too much about it, but it it also does the Undertale thing where it's it's pulling on very real issues. Oh, okay. And and a lot of uh, a lot of what happens in the game is kind of like metaphorical for for like Life real world moment. stuff. Yeah. That's also, cool. music by uh, Lena Rain, who did the um, Celeste soundtrack. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I, you know, she's I great. Play, I don't like those kinds of games at all. The 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 hyper uh, the the hardcore platforming stuff. Precision like platforming. Put, yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of the precision part. I was like, what yeah. what word am I looking for here? <laughs> Um, the I don't. I like I'm not hyper. A fan of those. <laughs> yeah, I like hyper strong, difficult. I was just spit take. When you Everything said hyper but... strong, <laughs> um, but but I like. Uh, I I was looking into it and I, and I realized there's like a. Um, I mean, they're not going to call it this, but there's like an easy baby mode in Celeste. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm about that. Mm -hmm. I really think I might play celeste if it ever shows up on one of those subscription service things that i have because that sounds great that's exactly what i need i don't i don't want to have to um replay the same part a whole bunch to get it right i just kind of want to float through the game and listen to the music and see because so i've played enough video games where i can see the thing and be like oh that's what they want me to do yeah, yeah. i'm glad i don't have to do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you recognize the design you're just like no yeah, I'm no. I'm just walking on the spikes. It feels good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like just mo like moving around in that game is fun. You yeah. don't have to like you don't have to perfect everything. You don't have to get everything like a hundred percent precise and speed run it. Even though the game is literally made by speedrunners for speedrunners. Yeah, I've seen speed the tech built into it. It's it's awesome to watch speedrun. Yeah, and when and well, when they were at GDQ, like the the creator or creators, I, mean, I don't remember. They were there talking about how speedrunners found things, and they they wanted to leave it in there because like that was the intention. Because it was like we want it to be a speedrun game, mm -hmm. uh, and I really love that. I love yeah. when one of my favorite parts of GDQ is when you have developers and designers and creators of the game on the couch or talking about it, yeah. especially now. In this instance where it's on purpose, it's a little different. I love it when they had no idea <laughs> that, that like this stuff was happening in their game and they're like, Yeah, we didn't we don't know why this happens. It's cool that it happens, so we won't remove it. But what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. See, why? that's the that's the key part is like they see that it's happening and then they're like, Oh, that's cool. I that 
that was an accident, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I love those moments of GDQ. Whereas, like, there are some people who are just very, very anti that, where they're like, this is not my vision for the game, I'm taking it out. Yeah, then someone has to, like, have a, have an old version of the right. game. Right, it's like, now somewhere. we're running the 1.03 patch of the game. Because <laughs> it has which... these things before they patch them out. Yeah, you know, which is fine if that's if that's what you want, but I, I it would be great if... If they also had like, well, fine. Here's your here's the speedrun version of the game. Here's the version for everybody else or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some people who are like extremely negative to the point where like people wouldn't stop speedrunning their game, so they just like took it. They just like took it down. Shut up. Like just really, really like what, toxic. Are you serious? Really like toxic petty stuff. Like you know, like indie devs. And stuff. We're like, people are not playing the game the way I wanted them to, so I'm going to start a big Twitter beef, and now I'm going to take my game down, because I don't want them to do it. You can't... I didn't know that happened. I mean, I guess, you know what? If you can think of a thing, yeah, it's probably happened at some point in human history, but... What the hell? <laughs> I think that that's, uh, like, obviously that's an extreme case, and far less common than developers being like, man, I'm just glad someone's playing it. <laughs> and it's cool that someone has likes it enough and is playing it enough to learn it to the extent that they can do these things that were not intended by us. Yeah, even even if there's a, a, a you know a chat later on being like, dude, what the hell? Let's not let's not make this possible again in a future game. Or you yeah. know, even even if even if behind the scenes there's a little bit of like what <laughs> it, outwardly they're like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, I've I've brought it up before, but the. Uh, the interview where they had Koji Igarashi sitting next to a well-known uh, Symphony of the Night speedrunner <laughs> and just watching him backdash cancel through the whole game. And Igarashi's <laughs> like, but I, I put so much work into, into the running animation and now you never get to see it. This makes me sad. Right? Those kind of moments are sort of priceless because it's like, well, yeah, but, you know, I've, I've spent a thousand hours playing this game. I've seen the walking animation. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, he comes around to that where it's like the fact that he's able to, you know, I didn't intend most of this stuff. And, you know, bugs are obviously going to be in the game because you can never completely eliminate them. Yeah. But it's, you know, I can I can feel the love from someone who has played for thousands and thousands of hours to learn the game to this extent, you know, arguably better than even I do. Yeah, at this point. I am sure. <laughs> at least in the aspects of speedrunning, they know it better than he does without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not in other areas. Right, right, right. <laughs> Although, I don't know, like, there's people, like, breaking these games down to their code to do, like, randomizers and stuff. True. That's true. <laughs> I watched, uh, I watched uh, a friend of mine, K of TK&M. Mm, okay. um, check them out at uh, twitch.tv slash TK&M. Uh, oh, nice she was doing a, uh, yeah, I plugged them and not myself. <laughs> I'm Time Wanderer. You can find me at on Twitch at that name as well. Welcome to our first podcast. Yeah, it feels like it sometimes. Yeah, more truth, more truth <laughs> than I care to share. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, she was doing a uh, charity stream last night in which she was playing a Resident Evil 4 randomizer. Oh, how does that work? It works the same as any other randomizer. Oh, okay. There's there's items scattered around the area, and some of them are bullets, and some of them are I guess I, money I, I, I guess... and herbs, and some of them are key items that you need to progress. You know, I I mean it makes sense in 
like when you when you say it just as it is because that's what it is. But yeah. it seems weird in Resident Evil to me. Like Resident Evil Four, I guess it worked. Yeah, why not? The heck. I think it has a lot of. Uh, I think there's a lot of like it sort of opens up areas earlier than they're intended to be yeah it ha- they have to do that right otherwise so, they, be... so there ends up being a lot of backtracking but, of well, like so, you can get this at this time you can't get this you can't go that way i think that's what's kind of crazy about the zelda randomizers or like mario 64 obviously yeah is the the where you can go is um there's so much tech in the game that you can do dumb stuff that you're not supposed to be able to do as a normal yeah. person that you then as a, as when you're playing it this way, you can now do. And that's something that I feel like they, that you can't, there's not that kind of tech in resident evil four, which is what I was, which is where my head was scratch or where I was scratching, where my head was scratching. God, where I was scratching <laughs> my head for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thinking about um, how that would work. But if it's, if it's just, if they're just opened up automatically, then it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense. I kind of joined midway through, so I didn't really see how it opened up, which I think would teach me a lot about sure. what you're able to do. Um, but yeah, it seemed like she was doing a lot of backtracking. I didn't look into it a lot, but like it's there's basically a randomizer of whatever you want at this point. Uh huh. Totally. And I think that's really cool because people are just digging in and they're getting down to like, OK, what are the bare essentials of what you need to play this game? And how can we reshuffle the game according to that? So you can yeah, you love this game. You want to play order. You want to play it fresh again. You know the yeah. best part about randomizers now is if you go back, maybe even only like five years or so, it was they were frowned upon even at places like GDQ. Sort of where it's like, yeah. oh no, that doesn't make sense as a as a rant as a speed run. Now it's some of the absolute best parts of GDQ. Absolutely, it's. Every event, it's like I, I I circle the randomizer runs on the schedule because it's like yep. the best thing. Yeah, and and I, I like that even that had to evolve a bit because there was you know the I don't know what they were just people that didn't like them or didn't see the value or didn't understand how they fit into whatever it was right their idea of of the event as a whole. I think and, a big part of it is just that they're sort of viewed as um, sort of unofficial. It, it's probably unofficial, and I imagine there was some concerns of it being like could, could you could you get stuck like yeah because part of when you're when you're thinking about organizing those events it's not just this the, the game or how it works it's also oh can this person actually do what they're trying to do which was a big part I, I feel like now it's okay if things don't work out the way they do because those have been some of the more endearing moments of events yeah um like but the, I, the person who was playing mario sunshine who took a game yes. over and hadn't yep. and didn't save like an hour in and so they were like okay just we're just going to get as far as you can. Yeah. And then, and chat was all excited about it. Everyone's hyping them up, the yeah. audience and crowd and stuff. And I, I feel like those moments may have been, and I don't mean frowned upon in a bad way. I mean, frowned upon just like they don't, they weren't sure if that would fly. Like they the want to avoid like them. It. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause it, if, if, you know, they didn't know how people would react or if it would reflect negatively as a whole on the event or the players or whatever it is. And now I think, I feel like they're more open to, yeah, let's just, let's see if, if, if you have a pretty consistent thing, let's just go for it. Let's give it a try. Yeah. The fact that they let Andy play Link to the Past Randomizer with crowd control. <laughs> yeah, says all you need to know, I think. <laughs> was basically like opening the floodgates to like, we are, we are welcoming chaos. We're welcoming chaos and money. <laughs> and money. Especially money. Especially money. <laughs> Hey, so I heard the next one's going to be online. Yes. 
Um, because they so don't want to deal with Florida is, stuff. Yeah, AGDQ 2023 was originally scheduled to be in Florida mm-hmm. because that's where their contract was, but that's Florida. Yeah, there's some, so you know, there's some stuff there. There's some stuff there, and you know, uh, GDQ being a progressive and uh, socially conscious organization doesn't want to be seen within like a hundred miles of Florida, so <laughs> they are not. Yeah, it 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 made me happy for the people that that's going to be that that would be important for like i mean in terms of their personal self and safety and identity and everything it's like yeah you know what let's not put people in situations that suck yeah well it's 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 a lot of things like the uh sgdq they had in person but everyone was required to wear a mask at all times yeah that's right yeah and in florida you literally are not allowed to do that even if you want to oh really yeah legally you are not allowed to to mandate masks for your private event because florida so it's that in addition to the identity stuff i didn't know that i didn't know it's like i mean i thought it was like a we the 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 like the state couldn't or something like that i didn't realize private events it was illegal to. in most places it's like oh yeah we're not gonna force you one way or the other but florida went completely extremist on the other on the other side of things (laughs) and is like we're not even going to allow you to for we're not even gonna allow you to force it privately you know why because i don't want government control in my life right I'm sorry, I'll stop. The, go- the government's going to control your decisions so that the government can't control your decisions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, so yeah, online. Online. You know, I I was kind of bummed at when I first heard the news, not knowing the, the reasoning behind it, because I just saw the headline of, like, AGDQ online. I was like, aw, mm-hmm. that's too bad. Um, but, you know, it's it's... It's been fun the last couple of years. Like, I still watch it. Online has a lot of really nice affordances that I honestly kind of missed. I'm not going to say I don't prefer the in-person event because having the crowd get hyped up and everything is really cool. The crowd, the crowd made, really did make a big difference for my enjoyment of watching it just because it's fun to see. It somehow makes me have more fun seeing a whole bunch of other people having fun. Right. Uh, Which I suppose makes sense. That seems like a human thing. Yeah. Um. Makes you feel part of a group. Right, yeah. I, I I did get a kick out of that quite a bit. But there are certain aspects of the online event, like just certain things they're able to do. Um, the fact that they're able to let people stream in their, like stream and go live in a normal time zone for them. Um, things like people being able to like beam in their streams from arcades so they can do like, so they can do um, like rhythm game stuff. Didn't they do some of that stuff, though? This, this I think they did do some hybrid events like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they... St- yeah, because the one guy that had the Metal Gear Solid thing was streaming from home. That's how he was able to use his video. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's true. I forgot he was like, about that. Yeah, he was like, hold on a minute. I got this I got this video of a better version of the yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at my spliced world record run. My spliced world... Wow, you're good. <laughs> so, no, they, I think they still had some of that stuff, but but... I, I do agree, re- regardless of in-person or online, that that affordance that was added during because of the COVID stuff mm-hmm. was is is awesome. I'm so happy that 
that's able to happen for people that can't make it in person or whatever it is. Like you said, arcade setups, because it's really hard to get rhythm games to yeah, yeah, a yeah. place. And there, there are some dang. That's another part of GDQ now that's kind of wild is the the rhythm game stuff. They they always have it, and they always they like they do like a DDR thing, or they do the oh god, what was the one they did this year? It's the sliding. Yeah, I forget uh, what the name of it is because it was it was totally insane to watch. You know, yeah. I like DDR, and that's and I and that's basically <laughs> where my skill level's at. And the new things where it's like. Oh, here, press 20 buttons, slide things all over the place, twist and turn, and you got to do it while on your head. It's like, wow, you guys are good. I, having played a few of those, I would say that, like, they're more complicated than they – or they're, they're not as complicated as they look when you're uh, watching someone who is, like – Super good. A, a super pro, like a world record holder. Okay. Like, okay, if, okay. You so like if you just walk up to a machine, game. you can just play it. Oh, okay. Like they're not as they're not as wild as, yeah. It's like if you watched someone, if you watch someone play DDR and it was just a you know a full stream of notes, of 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 arrows without and you stopping. You didn't know what was going on, and yeah. you didn't know what was going on. You'd be like, "That's impossible." Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. But you know, when you see you know, when you see the basic starting like you know up left right left down up, you know those those early. Uh, sort of starter yeah, the, the stages entry, like the early songs yeah yeah you you understand how that works and that's generally having been in some arcades and messed around with some rhythm games that i didn't understand how to play like it makes a lot of sense really quickly accessibility and and being able to just sort of immediately learn what the game wants from you is kind of what those games live and die on true 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 if 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 though if that doesn't take place then you're then the game's done yeah because because you will put one you'll put one coin in it yeah you'll do and one, you will walk yeah. away and never come yeah. back to it yeah that's a good point that's true i would i would i would uh, i wish there was uh a cool rhythm just like a rhythm game arcade <laughs> near me so i could play a whole bunch of them that would there be was awesome. kind of here for a while it was like a it was like a japanese import arcade and it had like probably five or six different rhythm games whoa that's cool but it shut down yeah it moved and then it moved again and then it moved again and then it shut down that's sad yeah, it makes it sense sucks. but it's sad I, I i remember that was all pre-covid in... too it wasn't even because of that and it was nice because it was it was like a um it was like a cover charge Oh, so the games are free. The games are I all mean, on you, free you, play, you, and it's yeah. like a ten or fifteen dollar cover charge. To just get in and stay as long as you want. Yeah, that seems like an ideal way to do it, but also a horrible business model. For Correct the, for the person, which so and, it so it <laughs> and so it was, and so it was. Yeah, uh, that that uh, there was an arcade. I will. Not, I'm not going to remember the name, but I remember there was an arcade when I was a kid around here that did something like that. Um, it was pretty far away from where I went to grade school, but someone had a birthday party there. And I remember I thought it was the most amazing thing ever as a kid because they had X-Men and Simpsons and Ninja Turtles and all these arcade games that I had never completed prior to that mm. day because, you know, I wasn't my mom wasn't going to give me 10 bucks to play at the arcade. It was like, here you have here's four quarters. Go have fun. Right. And, yeah. Uh, so this is the first time I was able to beat all of these games because they just had, instead of like a quarter slot, you just pressed a, a button and it gave you extra lives. So it's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got to beat all of these, you know, beat em up arcade games that I had never been able to beat before. And that was, that was such a f exciting moment. <laughs> Isn't it kind of weird 
getting to the end of some of those and being like, oh, it, <laughs> this is how it ends? Yeah. Well, especially especially when you think, huh, th- some of those bosses are so cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's honestly, <laughs> I had that experience playing the Simpsons arcade yep. game on Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. game's at, like, I played that game so much because yay beat them up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those games are like ideal arcade games to play. It's so much fun. But like, boy, do they just eat your quarters. Yeah, yeah. At the end where it's like, oh, hey, sorry, you got stun locked and you're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you got hit like like three times from whatever the boss is because he's got some dumb mechanic or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, it's not, uh, it doesn't go in your favor. It's, it's not even pretending to be fair. <laughs> no, it's not. That's, you know, that's true. That's, that's a good point. It's not, it, it's not like a, it's, it's hidden. Like, oh, you can do it. It's like, no, <laughs> this is going to cost you money if you want to beat this game. Yeah. There is a cover charge for seeing the ending. <laughs> also, the ending is not terribly satisfying. So you're not missing much because we don't actually intend for most people to see it. <laughs> no, the ending is not satisfying because it's just like, here are the credits. Oh, hey, you can start the game again. Okay. <laughs> do you want to take a, do you want to take a question? Yeah, I'd love to. Great. I'm going to jump right into it. Cue the music. Swoggles would like to know if you cursed someone to play a game forever, but the game must be one that you once enjoyed, however briefly, what would you curse them with? Can I, can I lie? Um, no one will know if you do. Well, they will know. They will know now because you said. No, they would have known. No, they would have known. Okay. Because I was, I want to curse somebody to play Knights for Eternity. I mean, is that a lie? I didn't like Knights. I mean, okay, realistically, I guess that's I liked it for actually, a moment. that's actually kind of a good choice because the only replay value in it is like run perfection and yeah. and like high score. Sure. And like once you've perfected that, there's really not much else to do in it. Yeah, like if 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 I wanted to be a nice curse, it'd be something like here, play World of Warcraft. Oh no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But the, the rule is it has to be something that you enjoyed at one time. So I, I guess that's the lie. That, that's the lie. Because, well, I did enjoy Nights for a moment. There was probably a little bit of time when I was turning it on. I was excited to play it. <laughs> Being excited to play it before you actually pick up the controller is not the same as actually Damn enjoying it. it. Hmm. What would I curse somebody with? What was a game that I liked a lot? This is a, this is a very fun question. I know, I like, I'll start so you have some time to think because I know what it is. It... Swoggle said this question on August 8th. Okay. So it's been sitting around for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, in my defense, Swoggles sent in like four questions on August 8th. <laughs> listed as um, question 88-2022, bonus 88 question. Then bonus question again, eight, eight. And then finally can't stop, won't stop question three for the day, which is, was actually question four. So we're still working through those. Um, we'll get to the other ones later, but uh, I've basically known what my answer was since that email first came in and it's Minecraft. That's a really nice curse. I know. Wow. That's really friendly. I know, but you know, I'm looking at it in I'm looking at it from the perspective of like if someone I'm thinking of like what I would not want to be cursed with, which is a game where like it's fun until you realize there's not really anything more you want to do with it. 
and then you kind of have to like make your own fun and granted it's a sandbox so you can do that but like i wouldn't want to do that no 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 yeah i mean that's that's a that's a very generous that's still that's a very generous curse yeah i know Um, i mean if i wanted to you know if I wanted to be mean about it, I should point out, like, I, I'm not a particularly vengeful per- person, so, no. like, I'm not really super interested in cursing someone with bad things, but, I mean, I could just make it Bubsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, when you, I think, to be honest, I don't think it matters what you curse them with. Being forced to play a single game forever would be a would be a terrible curse no matter what unless it is something i think minecraft some kind of mmo maybe certain action rpgs you could you could potentially basically if there's like a gear treadmill that goes on or you can make different characters and stuff there's a lot of opportunities for um or if there's a multiplayer competitive aspect like a like a a, a dota or a league of legends oh oh, those games yes yes yeah yeah true 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 rocket league Um, (laughs) You know, I've 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 yet to play Rocket League, but I there's a Dota streamer who in between he's he's fairly high ranked, and sometimes it takes a long time for uh, him to find games, or if it's like he has a bad string of games, he wants to take a break, so sure. he'll play Rocket League in between. And I I've enjoyed watching him play some Rocket League from time to time. Rocket League is a very fun game to watch. Um, yeah. I think it's fun to play, but the learning curve is very high. That may, yeah yeah that's what it looked like. Just watching the game, it seemed like there was a lot to to take in and understand because he'd like drive away from the ball I'm like what are you doing and then rotation yeah like turn around really quick and hit the ball as it was coming towards him like before he didn't see it on screen but he kind of just guessed that's what the person was going to was like oh wow that's that's what you were doing you oh okay (laughs) yeah there's a there's a whole like there's a whole rhythm and rotation of like how good team play in rocket league works you kind of you all kind of like someone stays back all the time and then everyone kind of rotates in and takes their turn at running up and and taking their shots and everything. Um, if if the team is working well, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a little dance to it. But that's not what I mean. The positioning is like some next level stuff. Oh. I'm just talking about like actually understanding how the hell your car moves. Oh, yeah. So, like, the really basic stuff, technically, but then it's also not. Yeah, no, it's easy enough to, uh, it's easy enough to, like, move your car around on the ground. Sure. The moment the third dimension gets involved, the skill level, like, the skill level peaks. Yeah, okay. Because there's, you know, there's jumping, and then there's flipping side to side, back and forth, there's rocket boosting so you fly there's wall play where you drive up the walls and then there's a way to like kind of jump off the wall and 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 sort of rocket boost and it's all very 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 touchy and does (laughs) not work particularly intuitively Uh, okay so it's that stuff is difficult but i still think that it's easy enough to just boot that game up and you know whap some some, whap the ball around a little bit Mm -hmm. and have fun with it it's just like once it gets into the sort of professional play, it gets uh, it 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 scales up very quickly. Okay, I the game I'm going to curse someone with then will be a game that I still I still love it a lot. Okay, and it's one of it's probably my favorite in the series as a whole. But mm-hmm. I think it would be a really <laughs> rough game to play over and over again. But it's also fitting. Uh, okay, so Majora's Mask. 
Ha! That's actually really fun. That's actually really fun. That's a that's an interesting one to have to play over and over because um yes, because it's thematically appropriate. Yeah, exactly. But more to the point, I think. Um I think it's really really interesting on account of the fact that um it's the, the design is kind of like really built towards not allowing you to feel progress. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I was thinking. Is so it's, it's this whole Sisyphean thing. Yes. In life and in game forever. Yeah, where you just keep playing it and you never feel like you've because you hate keep having to reset time. It's like my least favorite thing about Majora's Mask is like, yep. hey, you cleared the dungeon and all the water's clean now and everything's good. And now you've reset time and it's back. Oh, I, I oh, it bugs me so much when, when I think about the the progression of the world yeah. in Majora's Mask. But mm-hmm. the progression of my character is my favorite and I love the story in, yes, yes, in the game. Yes. It's it's a really it's a pretty cool uh, juxtaposition of of how it all works and yeah. That stuff is really cool, and you get to keep the rewards from having done those things once. But then if you think about it with any level of empathy, and you're like, oh, these things are still happening to these people if I don't go out and save them every time. Yeah. yeah. And in some cases, they're really horrific fates. Uh, yeah. Like, like bye, oh. Malin. Good luck with that's, the aliens. That's what I was going to say. I was like, you know, just some minor abduction. It's no big deal. <laughs> Like, I don't remember how it pans out. Doesn't someone does someone die in a conveyor belt accident or something? You're thinking weird? of Chrono Trigger. No, <laughs> there's like a side quest for one of the masks where you have to open a bunch of doors, to, and it's right at the end of the third day. And but you have to talk to him beforehand. And I feel like something oh yeah, that's, that's like I to get the that's to get like the Keat, uh, not the Keaton mask. Um, it's one of the cool masks. Yeah, it's one of the better one ones. Now. Shoot. Yeah, I know but what I you're feel talking like, about. I feel like something tragic happens in that scene if you don't do it right. Yeah. I don't remember if... I don't know if somebody dies. That seems a little too extreme. I mean... kill them. They if you don't save Malin from the alien abduction, she comes back and is basically, like, catatonic. She's just catatonic. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not explicitly saying, you know, what happened. Like, Nintendo can dance around stuff, no problem. No, they leave it to your imagination, which is arguably worse. It's way worse. Especially with what you, your first thought of getting, like, abducted by aliens is probably being, like, probed or whatever, because that's just kind of what they've, like, that is how the, the, the idea of what aliens would do to us for some reason. It's sort of the, that's the, that's the, uh, the stereotype. Why that is what an alien would want. I'm not so sure, but whatever. Um, I mean, I I think of it in in more general, like, horrific experimentation. Yeah. Or, like, psychological torture types of things. But but why do we always picture them as the torture aspect? Like, maybe they just scan our bodies with, like, a little thing and then they got it all. You you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I love that we always, it's always evil and it's nefarious and, and horrible. Wait, because like, the because we're out. xenophobic and we're afraid of anyone who doesn't look like us. Oh, dude, that's heavy, and that's that's wow. I mean, that's why, that's right? True. Fear no, the you're other. Not, you're not wrong. <laughs> it doesn't make it any less tragic. Nope. <laughs> it sure wow. doesn't. Wow. You know, and if if 
the, the truth is that can, you know, the, the, the whole fear of other people will lead to, to, can lead to war and tragedy and, um, the entire world might, the human race might die off for a bunch of random reasons. Apparently barbecue sauce can be involved and then we're all just reincarnated as mutants and skeletons and like creatures that want to play football. We'll be right back. So we just talked about for like 30 minutes about what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks podcast and uh, totally forgot your segue into Mutant League. But anyway, Mutant League football for the Sega Genesis. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. That's what it was. And yeah, I didn't read any of that stuff. So you're going to have to you're gonna have to bring me up on the lore. Oh, that's it. There's there's like a three or a page and a half lore trying to explain the history of the Mutant League and how it got started. And there was some thermonuclear destruction, planet wide aliens and. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm, records mm -hmm. that are around, I guess there's barbecue sauce on the records. I don't know. <laughs> 90s storytelling. Then there's like three more paragraphs that I didn't read because I got to the barbecue sauce part. We're like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I've seen enough. <laughs> Something about time and space and ancient ones. Sure. And football. Football. Spiky oh. football. I, I will say I laughed. I did not expect to laugh the way I did when um, the the football was spiked or yes. not spiked, but I mean it was at, well, it was a bomb. <laughs> yes, and it blew the and it blew up the person who caught it, and I was I just started laughing because I I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing, and then the football just exploded. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Okay, so let's start with full disclosure here. Yeah. Um, I've played this game before because this is a game from Jesse's childhood. And she was like, have you played Mutant League football? And I was like, what? And then she showed it to me and I was like, that's dumb. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I played it. I remember renting it from from uh, it wasn't Mammoth Video. It was Point Video, I believe, just a local video rental store uh, where okay. I lived as a kid. And I remember playing it for a bit and it always left a memory. Like, I remember the, it's just there. Um, yeah. And then I played it a little bit this week, but life happened. So sure. I, I'm not nearly as well-versed as you are in terms of the, 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 the specific mechanics of the game. <laughs> okay, well, let's start with the specific mechanics of the game. Um, football. Football, yeah, I got um, that one. It is a, specifically, it's that, it's that style of, like, vertically scrolling, like, NFL Blitz style uh, football game. Okay. Wait, when you say vertically scrolling, you just mean the the old style, like like a like a well, like Tech Tech Mobile goes left to right, right, right. But the the uh, the Super Nintendo, like Madden ninety three or whatever, like those kind of Maddens that were around on the yes. Genesis and Super Nintendo were that style of yeah, where it's kind of like top down, like, yeah, like modern football, modern simulation style football games, like basically just Madden because EA pays billions of dollars to not have competition on its football games. Yeah, sure. Um, money solves everything. And that's why those games haven't <laughs> been good in like 15 years. Hey, oh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. So like most of them take more of a, like kind of zoomed behind the back perspective. Yeah. Of the game where it's like, you're seeing kind of an angle of like down the field in front of you, yeah, but it's still like, like behind. Person. Yeah. It's like a very, very zoomed out third person perspective of like behind the ball carrier. Yeah. Um, 
So this is more like a straight top-down perspective. Right. Where you can see about five to ten yards in front of you. <laughs> and all of the uh, all of the receivers on passing plays have to come up on giant windows. Little, yeah, they're, yeah. Yep. Where they're all moving at about two frames per second. Yeah, and, and each window is associated with a different button mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. the controller. So like A, B, or C. Right. Well, then the Genesis anyways. It's uh, it's not it's good. No. Mechanically, it's not. It's it's very slow. It's clunky. The physics don't always make sense. Um, it is not a good football game, <laughs> even for its era. I don't think. Uh, However, I don't <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I have ever seen a sports game like an actual a sports game of like an actual that's kind of trying to do the arcade sports like. NBA Jam, NFL Blitz type of style. Sure. With quite this much aesthetic and personality. There is so much style, like stylization to the whole game. I mean. And even how that changes the game's literal mechanics. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So like, it's not, you know, there have been lots of sort of extreme football games. And I'm not even talking about NFL Blitz. You've got like rock and roll racing and. Or, oh, yeah. Wait, is that's it rock racing. and roll racing? No. Rock and rock and uh, rock and roll racing. Oh, God, it's something like that. Um, yeah. I literally said rock and roll racing, and I think it's something really close to that. But obviously, rock and roll racing is a different thing because it's a racing game. <laughs> what? I have to it look it up. Like... It's going to bother me. Not Tecmo. I want to know. No, not. Well, this is ground to a halt. Super High Impact. (laughs) The game is called Super High Impact. I think I think it's Super High Impact subtitled Rock and Rolling. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) I would honestly like fine. I like Rock and Roll Super High Impact. That's cool. I don't know where I I think I just always confuse the two in my head because they have like somewhat similar uh they've got like somewhat similar title cards or something i don't know i don't know why those mixed up in my head anyway super high impact is a uh it it is a midway game yeah so it's kind of like the precursor to them actually getting the nfl license and doing nfl blitz um and it's got that same kind of like over the top you know we don't care about how this game is injuring and, and hurting people. Yeah. Cause I mean like the, the box art for super high impact is two people body slamming. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I, you want to talk about how poorly this game has aged? <laughs> yes. Like mutant league specifically, not super oh, high, impa- yeah. high impact. The team that I played had a defender named concussion. Woof. <laughs> Because all of the characters in the game are named after these edgy, extreme 90s things. There's, there's, you know, there's, there's bats. Yeah. There's Edge. <laughs> Literally and, Edge. And blades. And, you know, there's a, like a robot team where a dude is named like Wires. And <laughs> whatever. Like, there's a dude named Hoagie. Hey, that he, Hoagie's in, um, uh... Day of the Tentacle. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah. Pretty sure a different guy. Eh, probably. 
I mean, we don't know that this is the future after barbecue sauce and stuff. That is true. Like, storytelling, very similar to Day of the Tentacle, actually. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> in some ways. <laughs> Oh, oh uh, there, there was there was one name. Uh, uh, there was like uh, spew puke was like that's the kind yeah. of names we're we're dealing with. I remember that one. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, it's like they basically like made a bunch of football characters out of garbage pail kids. Oh God, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good reference. Um, or at least the names, because the the actual characters are like some sort of weird goblin thing, um, like green mutant humans and skeletons. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I have to derail this for a second. I'm really sorry. There is a Mutant League hockey television show. Okay, I didn't know about that. Based on the video games. I actually didn't know that. There's two seasons. There's like 40 episodes. I didn't know that was a thing. I did know that there was football. I did know that there was hockey. And I did know that there was a rec- relatively recent like remake reboot of the yes. game. Yes. No, and, and then apparently the episodes were <laughs> cobbled to get the... <laughs> they made a VHS that's Mutant League the movie, which is just a couple of episodes edited together to make it seem like it's a movie, and it's it's 69 minutes. Nice. I've, yeah, no, I've seen that before. I, I, I've seen them pull that stuff. Yeah, I mean... Well, like, I guess ju- they sort of them as in like... Ever. Them <laughs> as in cartoons from the 90s. I mean, to be fair, literally every anime does that. It's true. If it's a popular anime, they're like, here's the movie version, which is the same thing you've already paid it's for. It's just the first again. five episodes. You will buy it again. Damn yep. it, they got me. <laughs> okay, sorry. I didn't mean, I was looking at... No, uh, that's relevant. ...the thing, and I didn't know that there was a TV show. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I'm not surprised to hear it, because it what, it did get pretty popular. Yeah, I mean, it must have done well enough to to for, so for to me to know for for me to know about it as a kid means it had to have been fairly popular because I don't remember their like I don't know how I would have learned about it right without yeah. it being popular because there wasn't the internet so it had to have been either in a magazine that I happened to look at in a store or I, I suppose I could have seen a commercial or something for the show I don't know I'm really curious now why what made me rent this video game as a child. I mean, I, presumably it was not an undying love for football in all of its forms. No, not really. So, I, 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 no. <laughs> it, presumably there was something else. Yeah, there's action figures and everything of Mutant League. It could have been the mutant part. True. I mean, the box art's kind of cool. Yeah. If you're like, you know, an eight-year-old boy or just kid not that boy or makes a difference but like it might be a it might grab your attention as it's you know some skeleton with a spiked football right charging through stuff so here's here's the thing like the aesthetics are so well put together yeah yeah perhaps the, the game the is not fun to play <laughs> okay i wasn't sure if it was because i was just kind of getting a quick refresher i was like man this is sort of a bummer to play, but I kind of want to see what happens when I run over that landmine. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. And like your character just dies. Yeah. I mean, you, the point of the game is to sure you can win with points, but it's also to just murder the other team. Yes. Correct. And the game ends if you murder enough people on the other. Yes. Team. Yes. You <laughs> can literally just win by forfeit if you just murder the entire other team. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's wrong, but it's cool. No, and I mean, like, 
I think it's really cool that, like, as a football simulation, this game is kind of trash. But there's so much stuff surrounding that that makes it, like, not really real football or even arcade football. Yeah. Like, there are, like, dirty trick plays you can do that is literally just, like, murder someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's one that you can just murder the ref if you want. Yeah. I mean, you could bribe the ref. It's actually one of the play options you can select is bribe yep. ref. Um, but, but I like the one where you just blow them up because you do, uh, uh, oh, God, what do they call it? Nasty plays or something like yep. that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did, did you do the, uh, the rumble fumble? <laughs> no, which one's that? The rumble fumble is one that I got where you, um, <laughs> you, you fumble the snap and it rolls into the defensive line and just explodes the entire defensive line. Oh. Oh my. And then the message comes up and is like ball wired for death. <laughs> so yeah, I got, I got ball wired for death when I threw it one time. It just, or they, they threw it, I guess. And they, it blew up Unlike um, the receiver. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like ball wired for death. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I, it would have made more sense to say like ball rigged to explode or ball like, you know, nope. ball rigged being, as a bomb or being wired for death. Wired is way for bombs. Wired for death. That's way better. It really is. <laughs> so I mean, like, there's so many aspects of this that are like, I think this game lives in the little details. Yeah. Um, Cause it's like, yeah, stuff like that is really over the top and silly is fun. Um, you know, the whole like, whoops, the ball is a bomb and you blew up and like, it's not for nothing. Like your characters dying matters. Yeah. Because you actually have a team full of like reserves. And when your starters die, you have to sub in different (laughs) players, which are not as good. Yeah. So there is actual strategy involved to like killing the other team's players, even if you're not going for the full forfeit forfeit strategy, forfeit. Like they literally cannot field a full team situation. I feel like there are probably some sports teams that would like that rule. There is probably a bunch. Um, but there's also little things like each team has their own coach design. Yeah. And they have like the coaches like constantly. There's so much like text and dialogue in this game. Yeah. Cause even, even in between plays, like the coach will, you know, yell at what he wants to do. And even the, 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 the animation, you know, it's thinking about it. It does make sense that it's an animated series. I would uh-huh. have just thought the animated series was first mm-hmm. in terms of, that's that's sort of how well put together the aesthetics are yeah in the game is that it almost feels like it's based on something as opposed to being the thing that it ends up being based yeah on. yeah i agree with that and it's like the i think you were starting to talk about this like the the facial animations yeah, yeah. and how they like they stretch out of control and go all bug it's very 90s it is it, it yeah it's definitely a 90s experience overall like your your coach's face goes through all of the game pro, all of the game pro faces. Yeah, that's a good way of explaining. It. Yeah, yeah, all the exploding heads. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then beyond that, there is also like trash talk mm-hmm. from each from like different players on the team when they do a good play, <laughs> and it's like not generic trash talk. It's actually like 
unique to whatever their whatever the character style is or whatever team they play for. Oh, that's really cool. Like I played the I played the against the techies, which is basically all robots. Okay. And like they ended up killing one of my receivers just from damage, not from like a specific play or whatever. Sure. And um yeah, cuz if you're stronger than another player and you tackle them hard enough, they will just Yeah, they just them. explode. <laughs> Quite literally explode. Like a like a Mortal Kombat fatality into like the same like bones yeah. and skull and rib cage. Yep, yep. Um But yeah, yeah they're you're... like the so it's a robot team and the robot comes up and is like, you know, if my if my vocal processor allowed me to giggle, I would. <laughs> so it's like that is a unique bit of trash talk for that unique instance. Of like, okay, a robot from the robot team playing against the like flesh and blood team. Cause there was another one that has a, they scored a touchdown and they were like, this, this proves our, uh, this proves the superiority of like wires and circuitry over your f- stupid flesh bags. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's specific lines in that of like, trash talk for this team against that team or this, mm-hmm. you know, this character type against that character type. And it's yeah, just like, there's that. little bits of that throughout the game. They'll, they'll do trash talk for, um, between plays for when they score or for when they, you know, for when someone dies for a sack for like yeah, and all different after- kinds of plays. <laughs> I like the, I, I score a touchdown and, and my coach is like, well, I guess that's six more points than we had before. Yeah. It's like, wow, thanks. Okay. <laughs> He's got uh, his motivational speech for, for when you, uh, for when you score for the team that I had, cause you had probably a different team. I used the, uh, the ice Bay bashers. Um, no, I did not. That's, I don't remember what my name was. Um, it's okay. Not important. They had tails. Yeah. That doesn't really narrow it down. No, it doesn't. They're like big with tails. I don't know. I can't remember the name. Shoot. Anyways. But yeah, it was like, he was like, if you keep playing like this, I might actually stop screaming like a lunatic and start to, and start treating you like a worthy individual, uh, a useful individual worthy of respect, but don't count on it. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Very nineties. Very nineties. Again, cannot stress this enough. A defender named concussion. Oh, which reminds me, um, (laughs) the, even the polish and the thought that goes into the game even goes right down to the play description. I don't know if you noticed this, Hmm. um, but you know, like after a play, it's like so-and-so gains whatever yards or hit by whoever. Yeah. Um, so those actually change to make puns on characters' names. Oh no, I didn't notice that. So like I had a I had a the basic one would be like so and so tackled by so and so, right? Yeah. Six right. yard gain or whatever. I had a running back named Nail. Okay. And Nail. Nail. I know, right? I couldn't stop thinking of it. He was green, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
every time he would get tackled, the the text would say like nail hammered by whoever. Oh wow! Nice. When Hoagie nice. would like, I would get tackled by Hoagie, and it would say sandwiched by Hoagie. That's good. That's good. Um, there was a defender named String, I think, for the the tech team, like a code string. Okay. And it was like nailed, tied up by string. <laughs> that's that's so much care. That's so much thought and effort put into like little tiny aspects of the game that you'd never that you could potentially never see. Yeah. It's like I, I feel like okay, this is a weird comparison to make on Mutant League football. But you okay. know how in Undertale <laughs> Yes. <laughs> It, the, there's so much care and attention and thought put into that game and so much like little hidden stuff that they don't care if you, that he like wants you to find, but doesn't really want to help you find it. Just, <laughs> yeah. he's just kind of rewarding people for digging in deeper and deeper. And it's like, Hey, what happens if you do this really specific thing in this really specific order? Sure. And it's like, yeah, no, he thought of that. That, that changes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Newton league football. Yeah. <laughs> the first just, undertale. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that uh, it's just that level of care and attention no and, i know what and you mean. personality yeah put into the game I, like, I mean i think personality is the best way to sum it up and, and and it's not like sure sure like you said there are aspects that haven't aged that well right but it's it does really feel just sort of like a dumb saturday morning cartoon yep yeah it really does and i i think that like it is it is uniquely um ambitious to have yeah. for a game from this era. Cause I played a lot of sports games from the nineties, like a lot of them. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those, you, you really do like these types of games too. Yeah. Like, like, uh, arcade sports titles and stuff. Yeah. This is, this is up my alley for sure. Um, it is actually kind of bizarre to see like a system as detailed as the, like, stamina injury death system have to sub in weaker characters like it it actually creates a system where mm -hmm. you have to turn the reserves on it's actually in the it's actually in the um in the menu ah in the like in the options yeah and i don't know how this plays out if you don't have the reserves on but um th there is a whole thing where like okay so there's one player who is like doing really well for you, but if they keep getting hit over and over, they're going to lose stamina quickly. And so you eventually have to either sub them out or like go to someone else because like, it, so it forces if you, you to change your character around. Yeah. It forces you to players. like spread the ball around to different people or maybe sub out your best player so they can rest. Cause they do actually recover uh, stamina and health while they're on the bench. Yeah. Um, there's like a surprising amount of strategy. <laughs> For like, and again, the the core mechanics of like, does it feel good to move around on the field? Does passing make sense? No, dude. I, yeah, I had a really hard time with passing. Yeah, it's okay. So you know why? What, what? I I I can almost guarantee okay. I know why you had a problem with passing. Please, the moment you let go of the ball, you start controlling the receiver. So you uh, have to have the so receiver running towards the spot where the ball lands. So the way that I got, the way that I dealt with this is like, that only happens 
if you are pressing a button to basically like force control away from the AI. Otherwise, the AI is just running towards the spot. So Ooh. I solved this by making sure that the quarterback was basic, basically stationary before I threw. And therefore, I was not pressing the D-pad when I let go of the ball. And then the receiver would run to the right spot. So you could then, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Nope. I totally see that now. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that in about game two or three. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I'm just going to run it. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to murder the team actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you can do that too. Like there's options for like turning the, the violence level up or down. Yeah. So like you can have like, you can go more violence. simulation style if you turn it all the way down. Mm-hmm. I think they leave it at two, but you can turn it all the way up to five where everyone's basically dying in one play. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's just a matter. It's just like <laughs> get tackled after the play explode. It's fine. <laughs> Man. Some of those special plays are ridiculous too, by the way, the, the nasty plays, the nasty yeah. audibles, like, cause some of them are just like, okay, yeah, you can rig the ball to explode or you kill the ref or whatever. Right. Sure. Um, I was up against the uh I was up against the the robot team where they had a they had a play that was literally just like snap the ball back, hand it to the running back, and the running back like takes off on a rocket and just goes over the line of scrimmage for like 20 yards. <laughs> oh shit, that's awesome. That's it's so like cool. it's it's unstoppable. Right? It's it's actually like they would do it and I'd be like, "Well, Okay, robots. I, I guess it's a first down for them then. Like, I'm sitting there with the game on the line, trying to keep them out of the end zone, and I've I've stopped them three plays straight, and it's like fourth down at 11, and they, they call the audible, and I'm like, ah, shit. And oh, sure God. enough, they just fly <laughs> over all the defenders and, like, over the end zone and into the crowd, and it's like, touchdown. And it's like, great. Okay. Cool. So think, what's to stop you from doing that literally every time? <laughs> I, I I am willing to I'm willing to bet game balance not really a strong consideration here. Yeah, I think what they're going for is um, rocketing over the defenders as yeah. opposed to game balance. Yes, if I had to guess, dumb dumb fun. Yes, I mean the, yeah. the game is literally not. It's literally not balanced. I mean there is there's a skull rating for how good each of the teams are. Right, yeah. So like there are there are literally some of the there are literally some of those uh some of those characters that are like or some of those teams that are just like here is the all-star team and here is the uh what is the the 40 whiners. <laughs> oh yeah, no I do remember that one. Yep. <laughs> Which like, yeah, tell me uh tell me you have like sports biases without telling me you have sports biases. <laughs> you make the game with the, uh, with the, the obvious San Francisco 49ers parallel with the same colors and everything. And it's just called the 40 whiners. And they're a zero star team with a flower on their helmet. <laughs> they had something to say. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, uh, like midway is a, was a Chicago, development studio and when they made nba jam there's that whole thing about how like if they were specifically playing the pistons and someone put up a uh like a last minute game winning shot it would auto it would like always automatically go in 
<laughs> right. Because they had a rivalry and they just wanted to, they just put that one little wrinkle in the game just to make sure that Chicago could beat Detroit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that a lot. Like that, that, that was a thing. I mean, today it wouldn't be allowed, but I right, love yeah. that, that it was part of the history of it. Cause then it was just, you know, some people that were, were programming a game that they liked and they're like, yeah, yeah, screw it. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's one of those things. I, I think I thought about it a lot because I booted this game up and I saw the old EA logo, the ECA logo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Electronic Computer Arts or whatever it is. Um, and I, and then I see this game and it's made by like a handful of people and it's obviously just like a labor of love and a passion project. And it's full of personality and like imperfections, but it's still kind of fun and interesting for what it is. Sure. And it's just like, this is everything that EA is not about now. <laughs> it is so far away from what that company has become. Cause it's, it's, it is, it's, it's not sanitized. It's, you know, it's, it's edgy, but it's also like clearly just the passion project of a couple of people just trying to make the game that they think is cool. Yeah, well, and especially then, because when the game came out, it wasn't the, one of the, the heights of video games or the problem with the world sort of stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. So they weren't really, you know, they're just like, yeah, whatever. Let's just make it. It's going to make yeah. some money. That's I mean, like, it's, it's, I, I can't see a game like this getting greenlit now by a major publisher. There's no way. Yeah, and, and part, part of that is because of the, the cost of making games today. Of course, too. yeah. Um, but even even beyond that, they probably wouldn't be bothered risking it. Like, I mean, I suppose they did try to remake it, but it's, um, it was already established. <laughs> so it was yeah, a remake yeah. as opposed to being a new thing. Well, then they didn't put a bunch of money into that remake either. I think they even put it up on Kickstarter. Yeah. Something like that. I don't think it was, I don't believe it did very well. I don't think it did either. Um, um I do know it had the original, one of the original creators on the team. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, you always need like the, uh, you know, this person worked on the original for authenticity, but then it's yeah. like, but here's the team behind them that, you know, wasn't <laughs> born when it came out. <laughs> right. <laughs> they thought it was neat. <laughs> they played it with their grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe their uncle. <laughs> Probably uncle. <laughs> Though it's getting close. <laughs> for some, it would be grandpa. <laughs> I saw a, uh, I saw a, Jesse showed me a video on TikTok the other day of this, like, the girl looks like she's probably about 16. Okay. Streaming, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, I believe it was. Um, so it's like 2005 and is like not, uh, she's like not figuring it out. She doesn't know how to use her spells and her skills and stuff. She's having trouble with the boss <laughs> yeah. and her mom just like casually scro st like strolls in the room. And it's like, here, let me see it. And she's like, what, you're going to play? It's like, yeah, just just let me see it for a second. And she just like, she just like blows it away in like, in like 45 seconds. And it's like, yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we're at that point now. We're like yeah. people who grew up on Kingdom Hearts and played that game in their youth now have teenage children. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> like, cause you think of like, I always think of like the games 
Because, you know, the games that my parents played a lot were... Thi- well, that's not really fair. Because my pl- my parents played a lot more games than most people played. Like, they sure. played Zelda and stuff. Yeah. But I would associate more of, like, the, you know, sort of older arcade classics. Like, they, yeah, they'll play Pac-Man and Donkey Kong and Tetris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the games that I think about parents oh, th- being into. And yeah. then I realized that I am at an age where I yeah, could, could be, a be a parent if I wanted to be. Yeah. And in fact, a parent of like a, a you know, an older child. Yeah, it wouldn't be unreasonable to have, you know, maybe even like 10 or something. I, I mean, a little older than that, 10, 15. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, no, I'm like the stuff that I am into is the stuff that parents are now getting their games, their their kids into. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a weird thought, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's that whole thing where you have to kind of shift yourself into that older mindset. I mean, you don't have to. It's like you have to shift your idea of what generations are right now. And I think this is what most people go through when they're like, they think they're still young. And they think yeah. that the things that they liked when they were young are still cool. <laughs> you know, and they don't they don't see that, like, society has moved forward beyond them. And now we're at a point, I talked about this with Jesse earlier, because she was, I don't know, she's just talking about the experience of being on social media now with people who are, you know, 10, 20 years younger than her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like, you, you, we have to understand at this point that there is actually nothing we can do to stop this. I mean, it's not about not, it's not about whether or not you are with the trends of what young people like now. That doesn't matter. You can understand what they're into and follow it and and be right there with them. But we're in our late 30s, so us liking the stuff that they like is automatically weird. Yeah. It doesn't it's 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 the moment it's not okay. It's not not that's not okay, but it's not okay in their eyes, right? Cuz it's like, "Oh, that's right. That's weird. You're old. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't like it if you like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's you like, it's not even about being out of touch. You can be in touch. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What matters is like the moment that they realize that you, an old person, are like trying to like, are trying to sort of engage with them in what they're, in what they're getting into. They'll be like, ew, what are you doing? <laughs> and then you will have then made the cool thing uncool and they will have to move on to find a new cool thing <laughs> because well, yeah, you're of... associating the cool thing with you makes it uncool. Yeah. Cause part of being a, a, you know, a kid is figuring out your own stuff and sometimes figuring out your own stuff just means wanting to do something different Yeah, or whatever that is. So if, if it's not different anymore, then it's like, well, that's, that's not that's not interesting to me anymore. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> that's kind of what makes it fun is that it's my thing, not your thing. Because yeah, oh, that's I, really what the <laughs> for people a lot of times the the goal is to figure out who you are and what you like yes. and what you want to be and all that stuff. And and a lot of times that can mean well, I I want to like something that's unique because who you are and your identity is such an integral part to our whole. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not unique, then well, what the heck. So then, then if, if a bunch of old people like it, it's like, well, shoot, <laughs> that's not my thing anymore. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, don't want to be associated that. with that. Yeah. You want to know something kind of wild? Yeah. The, the, the Kickstarter for Undertale. 
Oh yeah, I forgot. Th- I always forget that's a Kickstarter game. And it w- it was nine years ago. <laughs> nine years ago was when the first when I played the demo for <laughs> for for Undertale. That's such an insane thing to 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 think about because it's like oh yeah, Undertale's brand new. <laughs> it's like oh no, Undertale's not that new anymore, right? Like it's new, it's new, but it's not new, new. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's weird for me to see, um, like, that's crazy to think that that was that long ago. But I actually, like, I kind of go the other way with it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Because chapter one of Deltarune is, like, three years old now. Is it three years? And it feels like it came out a million years ago. (laughs) Isn't time such a strange concept? It really is. Like, like we have the the it's it's such a a hard thing for us to grasp. And the the there's, I've, I I might have said this before, but there's really one thing that really kind of I don't I don't mean scares like scary movie scares, but it's hard for me to understand or wrap my brain around. Mm-hmm. And that's just the idea of of eternity. Like yeah, to say like this is eternity, and then to try to understand what that means, it it's impossible for me to do right because ev- all of our life is finite. Every every single thing we do has a timestamp of some sort. Right. So to think, oh, this is forever. How do you even? How do you explain forever to to yourself that we don't really have the capacity to fully understand what that means? Like it's, we can say it, and we can have words that try to define it, but we yeah. don't really grasp it. Like what that truly? Yeah, means. the because time is such a time is such a major part of everything that we do in our lives that I mean, the idea of eternity is one that discards time as being like a useful construct. Yeah. It's which is impossible to think about. (laughs) Yeah. So it's such a, it's such a weird, it's, it's such a impossible thing for me to, to grasp. And if I let myself go down that rabbit hole and, and I don't mean, like I said, I don't really mean like scared, scared, but it's sort of that feeling of um, it's existential dread. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, and it's kind of... Which we are now offering to our audience free of charge here on the Retro <laughs> Breakdown. Enjoy. <laughs> you know, Mutant League football really brings out the philosopher. <laughs> Goddamn barbecue sauce. Goddamn barbecue sauce.